It's a nice group. I'm glad everybody's here. Food's good. While you're finishing up, we're going to do a couple of things. Um, this is the uh, uh, opportunity every year for our annual membership luncheon. But before our board chair opens the luncheon, uh, or the membership portion, the membership meeting that is, and conducts business, I want to do uh, a couple of things. And the first is to thank our sponsors. Uh, Alina Lodge, Pine Grove, and Southworth and Associates paid for our lunch, and then some. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, John. Thank you, Debbie. We're, you're very generous. All right, before I, I, uh, we do a couple more things, we're going to do a quick little drawing. I hold in my hands uh, a brand new beautiful iPad uh, donated as part of this uh, um, uh, process by Education Inc. Thank you, Education Inc., for donating this. We're about to give it away. So this is the prize you win uh, if you visited the booths and got the signatures and got your name in. And I can announce at this point in time that Ms. Jewel Jenkins has won this, this iPad. Jewel, are you here? Congratulations. Thank you again, Education Inc. Now we're going to turn to the PAC, the NAATP Political Action Committee, and ask Mr. Ed Deal, who is trying to salt his food, uh, to come up and, and, and do some PAC business. Thank you, Marvin. I get to do this every year. I kind of feel like a carnival barker at times. But uh, um, our Political Action Committee, that's been referenced throughout the conference, is really vitally important. The work that we do with the monies we raise goes to support candidates who have our back, who support our issues. And um, I could tell you without a doubt that the contributions that the NAATP uh, Political Action Committee has made in the years it has been in force have made a dramatic difference in how uh, we receive a welcoming reception by our elected senators and congresspersons in DC. We are uh, greatly fortunate that our Washington representative, Mark Dunn, uh, coordinates very closely with our public policy committee and the political action committee to um, make all of this work occur in Washington. Uh, times are interesting in Washington, D.C., and it is more important than ever that we uh, watch legislation closely, attempt to form it, to influence it, and as it moves through the houses of Congress and perhaps goes on President Trump's desk for signature, that we have our stamp on it, if humanly possible. And the activity of our work uh, has never been better received in terms of attention in Washington. Sadly, it may be because of the opiate epidemic, but uh, there is no discussion of budget or uh, policy that doesn't include um, our federal government action on behalf of families we serve. So it's very exciting. Uh, you have 
on your chairs. You've probably moved them now to your table, but that you could be sitting on them still. A brochure that's been revised, reflecting our new logo and brand. And what that does is it explains how uh, you can support our pack. I want to thank all of you who've already done so this year by uh, golfing in our golf outing on Sunday. Uh, we raised over $5,000, close to $6,000, by the very generous uh, approximately 100 golfers who contributed. Um, many, many golfers gave a gift out of their personal resources of around $100 each, which is a high water mark that we met. I want to thank Becky Flood and Tanya Bacchafaria for, I butchered that name, Tanya. And staff, certainly, who uh, uh, got us a credit card machine, so it, it really went terrifically well. But then at the closing of the golf, we had a luncheon. We always auction off a wonderful donated golf club uh, by one of our great vendor supporters. And um, the bidding went wild, and we want to thank uh, those who participated in that. Uh, is Wes here today? He's not. He's probably trying to find the money to pay for his <laughs> golf club that he bid the golf club up to $5,000. Yeah. So we, we raised approximately $11,000 uh, during the golf event. It certainly is, is a great number. And uh, today, at this luncheon, we hope to raise some money as well. And so on the brochure, there is a tear-off there where you could put your, uh, you can attach a personal check you can put in your credit card information, or you could put in your name and address and just write bill me on the thing, and we will have folks coming around toward the end of our luncheon to collect them up, and those of you who contribute today will go into a hat of some sort, and we will draw that, and we will, um, and that will be for two round trip tickets on one of America's airlines, anywhere it flies within the United States, donated by our friend John Southworth of Southworth Associates. So we make it kind of fun that way. Last year, you might recall that the fellow who won, it looked like it was the price of his right. He came running down through the crowd, screaming at the top of his lungs with great joy. I hope you used your tickets, John. And. Uh, so, so there it is, and, and let me just close as you're eating, and again, uh, thank our great friends, uh, Michael Hornstein from Alina Lodge, Debbie Sanford of Pine Grove, and certainly uh, a guy who supports this luncheon uh, year after year after year, um, one of America's leading interventionists, uh, John Southworth of Southworth Associates. So thank you very much. We know we're in trouble when the first word on the dessert list is Snickers, and then there's four more chocolates from there. So if I go like this in my presentation and then crash, you'll know why. 
I've had my chocolate bar. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Carl Kester. I have had the distinct honor of being the board chair of NAATP's board of directors for the last two years. And right now, I would like to open our annual meeting and give you an update of our association. Uh, the National Association of Addiction Treatment Providers is a membership association. And what that means is this is us coming together and doing what we want to do. And that has looked like different things over the last decade. But if the last two days are any reflection of where we are, I would say that we have arrived, that we are functioning at a very high level, and that we are ready to do the things that we always hoped that we would be able to do as a group. As an operational business, we're in very good stead. Uh, I could tell you that our revenues uh, exceed our expenses, but those of you that uh, run organizations will be pleased to know that our deposits exceed expenses. So we are, we are in the black, and, and that's a good thing. Uh, we, we sit on a, a more than a prudent reserve as an organization, and the board and the staff are taking steps to make sure that that is cared for wisely. We operate with a strategic plan. Uh, the executive committee came together with the executive director and with the full support of the board adopted a strategic plan and we have every intention and I believe it will be updated on an annual basis. And, and you of course as members all have access to that and, and it, it gives the meat to the words of voice, vision and leadership which is who we say we are and who we have become. Uh, we would not be where we are today uh, without the staff that we have, and I know that they've been introduced a couple of times, but the staff members in the room of NATP, would you please stand? All right now, that's you, Jessica, that's you, Katie. <laughs> Tiffany's hiding in the back. Peter, are you here? Mark, that's you, please stand, that's you, Mark. How about a round of applause? We let these people know how we feel. Thank you very much. I can tell you that the conference participants have provided me more positive feedback than I've ever received as, as a board member or as part of the executive committee, and that is because of your efforts. You should all be very proud of what you delivered. I know that I am. We, uh, one of the big pieces here now is, is as we move from uh, how are they going to do to look at them is people want to be involved, which is fantastic. And that means not only do we have new members for our organization, but we have people interested in being board members. And so I want to make sure that you guys understand the process of how that is achieved uh, and, and what that process will look like in the near future. It has been long been the vision of people involved, especially Kermit Dolan, that, that we move to a more and more democratic system. And the easier it is to share who people are and what they bring to the table, we may get there. What will drive that is interest and investment. Do not say that you want to be a member of the NAATP board because it's going to look good on your resume or it's going to help you back at your shop at home. Volunteer, put your foot forward, do your best to be a member of the board if you seek an opportunity to be of service. If you seek an opportunity to be of service, it has been my experience that the learning and the personal growth that comes along with that is fantastic. You will find yourself amongst a group of professionals and world-class human beings who have either successfully navigated the challenges in front of you or are willing to share how they're addressing that today. And I couldn't be prouder of the friends that I've made over the board years of, on the board of NAATP. What I can share with you in difficult times 
is I still stepped up and asked and went about the work to become a member of NAATP. We now have a process for you to submit a letter of interest in your resume to Marvin, and that goes before the committee to be selected. You may not be selected. We have lots of people interested now. And so what, what are we doing when we talk about being selected? The first thing we're looking at, how involved have they been in NAATP? There, are, there is a committee structure that is an extension of the board, and many of those committees are open to people that are not on the board of directors. Let Marvin know you're interested. Let a board member know you're interested and volunteer. I would direct you to the specific committees and their leadership, but we're going to be changing that here uh, in the next few minutes, so I'll, I'll clue you in on what that means in just a second. But step up, volunteer. Uh, keep your feelings in your back pocket. You may not get it. We're looking at, one, we're looking at diversity. And when we say diversity, the first thing that I think of, and, and I think most people in our society think of, is gender, race, sexual orientation. And those things matter. They matter at the table, and they matter in deliberation. There is a second set of diversity that matters, and that is what type of program do you represent? Are you a large program? Are you a small program? Do you have a clinical background? Do you have a financial background? So all these things are considered, and then the nominating committee puts forth uh, members for a vote. And we did that. We had more members than we had slots, uh, and we had uh, one, we have a new slate of board of directors, and we have one first-time board of director elected, Paul Alexander. Paul, are you here? All right, Paul's not here. Oh, for one, Paul. But that is, uh, that is that, that, that's the start. We also have, from time to time, life changes, and, and people are elected to serve a three-year three term. And we have uh, a couple of board members in that that are in their first year of service that were nominated to fill other positions. Then the last piece, if you said you want to do it uh, and you've been put out, then there's an election. And we had record participation, and we also had no votes uh, at, at what I would say, certainly in terms of my involvement, having access to that information over the last decade, a record level. So we are moving towards a democratic process. We certainly have heightened interests, and I think the sky is the limit in terms of effectiveness. So I want to encourage you uh, to entertain service. I want to I share with you that it is an awesome opportunity to learn, and I think that is the definition of leadership. If you come to us with a serving heart and a brain set on improving yourself, then our organization can reach yet unheard of heights. I, I do want to take a moment, you know, you go to the different presentations and there are different levels that things are perceived, and in the last presentation there was a discussion of brand. And I liked what one of the gentlemen, I, I apologize, I don't know, you didn't miss your name, but he talked about what's behind the brand. And as an organization, our brand took a hit, and then it took some significant hits. And we weren't necessarily who we said we wanted to be, let alone who we were. And one of the groups, one of the great things Marvin did was not only hire the professionals that I introduced a moment ago, but he went out and sought uh, partners. And Kelly Farrell from Design Room is sitting right here. Stand up, Kelly. Kelly helped us find our stride in our brand. And, and yes, that was a logo, and yes, that was colors, but it also brought about conversation at a board level. There were interviews. There were interviews beyond the board level and to membership. There were interviews of people with the left NATP. And the question is, what do you think of when you hear the National Association of Addiction Treatment Providers? And backroom deals uh, for NATAP was one of the vibes. 
And so we've done everything we can to be transparent and to lose NATAP. Now, I'm a guy, I try and keep it real simple. NATAP isn't even phonetically correct. What the hell are you people doing? <laughs> All right, and so it's been very easy for me to say NAATP or the National Association of Addiction Treatment Providers. And I do that because I'm proud of it. And the thing that I'm probably the most proud of of, of our time working together other than my friendships that I've made with people on the board, is that we have Marvin Ventrell at the, at the helm. And I want to, yeah, please. And that, that is a well-deserved round of applause, and I think it's, it's something that you guys recognize. What I want to share for a moment is the time that I've had with Marvin. And I, this is, was, I was part of two uh, searches for a CEO, president, and executive director of, of NAATP. And the level of professionalism was very high. The second round, we had several candidates that would have done an excellent job. And as an executive committee, we divided up those candidates. And, uh, and you got the resume and the CV and the letter of interest. And I looked at that and I said, this guy's something special. And within five minutes on the phone with Marvin, I said, geez, this is the guy. I really, really think this is the guy. And, you know, we're all human beings, so sometimes we may not be uh, who we say we are, but that hasn't been the case with Marvin. And so he has delivered at every opportunity to deliver. And there has never been, in my experience, and when I talk to people that have been there, done that in the late 80s and early 90s, and when I talk to people that have been there and done that in the 70s, although those are harder conversations to have these days, this is a pivotal time for our field. We're going to have to work together, but more than anything, we need leadership. And it isn't the executive committee, and it isn't the board, and it isn't you in your shop. We need to find what brings us together, what is common, and we need to have somebody who can articulate that, and we need a point man or a point woman. We have a point man. We need a warrior. We need somebody that can do what needs to be done to make sure that the alcoholic or other drug addict who still suffers has an opportunity to heal. Marvin, you are that guy. I said that we'd be changing committee chairs. We do that when we change board chairs. And so this is the last time that I get to be at the podium as, as the board chair of the National Association of Addiction Treatment Providers. And it is a little emotional, but it's not as though I'm retiring. I'll still be on the board, and I, and I still get an opportunity to serve as the past chair on the executive committee. So there are certainly still opportunities. But it does change the trajectory uh, of my involvement on the board. And so marking a period of time, uh, I think, is important sometimes. And, and taking inventory is important to me. And the friendships that I have made, there are half a dozen people that have been on our board for over 20 years. And those professionals, I got to know, I, I came to the board friends with Scott Munson at Sundown M Ranch, and he and I have become even closer friends. We are quote-unquote competitors. We are two of the large residential providers in the state of Washington. We collaborate on everything because that's what needs to be done to advocate for the people that are suffering in the state of Washington. I respect him as an individual and as a professional. Thank you, Scott. I got to know Ed and Kathy and Phil and Kermit and I got to see how these people conducted their business and I got to go visit them and I got to become friends with them. It is a wonderful opportunity. I've gotten to know people that are no longer on the board, people that have been on the board about the same amount of time and others that I'm sure I'll forget their name. 
And that has been an amazing opportunity. I take those moments not only back to the workplace, but I take them back to how I parent my children and the decisions I make to be home or to be at work at certain times. So I couldn't be more grateful. The thing I'm most grateful for, sometimes I wonder, okay, what qualified me to be here? That I smoked too much pot and drank too much alcohol? That's not what qualifies to be, me to be here. The fact that I was in trouble with the law because of my alcohol and drug use, that's not what qualifies me to be here. The fact that I spent many sleepless nights uh, with the option of taking myself out, climbing up the list, that's not what qualifies me to be here. What qualifies me to be here is one of those nights I took a cab from jail to an alcohol and drug treatment center. I was educated about the disease. I learned that I was not a bad person that needed to get good, but that I was a sick person with an opportunity to get well. And as the healing occurred, I was steered towards a fellowship. And their people shared their life's experience with me. They were living examples of a different life and opened the door to me to a spiritual way of living. And that design for living, that program, is what qualifies me. It is effective in my workplace, it is effective in my community, is it effective in my family? And it is at the core of what we stand for at the National Association of Addiction Treatment Providers. And it will be the core of what we stand for as the National Association of Addiction Treatment Providers as long as the board that I understand it to be is in place. So what is the best of us is what brings us together. And we need to stay focused on that and we need to be conscious of the opportunities that that provides us. So yes, there are pitfalls, yes, there are challenges, but I invite us to look ahead at where we can be and who we can help with what I know you all do. There's one, uh, there's one example, uh, you know, we, we changed the Lifetime Achievement Award to the Career Achievement Award. And there are, there are people that have spent both a career and a lifetime as healers. And we have a fantastic example Kermit Dolan, past board chair, is, is stepping back from the board of NAATP as he, as he discusses and plans on what that means to him in his, in his home and professional career. Kermit was at the forefront. I mentioned in the board meeting the other day, when this association stumbled, when we were at the lowest that I've seen, there were first responders. There were people that ran into the fire. And at the front was Kathy Palm and Kermit Dolan. And they weren't concerned about their reputation. They weren't concerned about the hits. They were focused on what is best about the National Association and how do we get us there. And their leadership led us through what is a very dark period of time. I believe their leadership kept the entire board together. We did not lose any board members through a period of time where our executive director embezzled funds. Nobody felt the need to run. Everybody stayed and did the professional thing. And Kermit's leadership in that time, Kermit's obvious love for his family, the respect and success that he has in his business life, we felt it necessary to give Kermit a special recognition. Kermit, if you'd please come up here. Ladies and gentlemen, Kermit Dolan. Kermit Dolan for career service to the NAATP Board of Directors. I've asked Kermit to share. That's for you, sir. 
just a few moments about what service at NAATP has meant to him. Kermit Dawn. Uh, thank you, Carl, very much. Um, the special recognition is certainly unexpected, and I'm a old Norwegian farm boy that was taught that recognition is not something that anyone should aspire to. But uh, So I'm not very good at accept, accepting it, don't know how to deal with it other than to say thank you. Um, Carl is one of those people that, uh, that I had the distinct privilege and honor to get to know and become friends with as a result of my <clears throat> participation on this board. I came to the board, we've been arguing about when it was, we think it was 1990. Um, that was when we lost our first executive director. And we were in a little bit of a dysfunction at that time. Uh, and I came under false pretenses. Uh, our program wouldn't even have qualified for membership in NAATP in 1990 because there was a, there was a requirement that I think it was over 50% of your revenues had to come from commercial pay, payment or, or, or private pay. Uh, and uh, at that time, uh, and to this day, Jackson Recovery Center doesn't have 50% of its revenue from commercial insurance. We're, uh, we do uh, public and private business. We meet the needs of our community and whatever payment source you got, we, we accept it. I did come with a heart of service. I came from a heart of service because I was still new in recovery myself. I think I had been sober about 10 years when I came on the board. Uh, and I wanted an opportunity to give back. And I came uh, representing a group of treatment providers called, uh, the, there were uh, adolescent treatment providers in the country. We had a little organization that kind of was parallel to NAATP at the time called the National, Associa uh, National Association of, what? National Adolescent Treatment Consortium. And we fell on some hard times during the managed care uh, crisis and a number of our members were dropping off and the like, so we merged with NAATP, and uh, it was about the 1990s. So I came on representing adolescent treatment programs, and um, the members of my of the board continued, probably foolishly, to ask me to stand for re-election year after year after year. I can only say that coming to this with an open heart and a heart of service has paid me a million fold in terms of what it returned to me. Not only have I forged relationships that will last the rest of my life, relationships that have touched my heart, relationships that have kept me going in times of difficulty when we've, we all suffer as a result of being CEO of programs that are trying to help people with addiction. But it also gave me an opportunity to give back on a national level to uh, what saved my life. Um, so I appreciate all the time I've been able to be of service. I hope that in the 26 or 27 years that I've been on the board that I gave back a little bit but I can tell you that I've received more than I could ever imagine. 
And I hope others of you have that opportunity and take advantage of the offer that Carl made today. Hold NAATP to it in terms of getting, reaching out, getting people involved in committee work, and then uh, advancing to participation on our board. It is good work. I think it's holy work. And I really appreciate having the opportunity to do it. And the, finally, I'd say going, spending time and watching the history of this association, I couldn't leave the board at a better time. We have leadership with Marvin, and the staff that Marvin has put together is awesome. And uh, we're in very, very good hands, and I have nothing but optimism about our future together. So thank you very much, Carl, Marvin, staff, members. I appreciate uh, the recognition very much. That is awesome, Kermit. Thank you. My last thank you is going to go to Kermit, who I asked to stay on as past chair. Ken Gregoire retired and when I was able to do that. Art Vanderveer, who has been the vice chair. John Driscoll, who has been the treasurer. And Bobby Ferguson, who have been, has been the secretary. This executive committee has worked with me over the last two years to challenge what needed to be challenged, to support what needed to be support, to bring Marvin up to speed with our cult culture, and at the same time to support him and give him the opportunity to advance. So gentlemen, thank you very much for what you've done. It's meant a great deal to me. Uh, it's been an incredible honor. Uh, I'm going to, uh, we have a new executive committee. So I'm on the second hand now instead of the minute hand, but I go to past chair. Art will be your new board chair. Uh, John is the vice chair. Ray, is, is Ray Tomasi still here? He's probably getting his tuxedo on because that's what he has to wear in this room. He joins the executive committee as treasurer, and, and Bobby is uh, still on the executive committee as secretary. So I look forward to supporting them and, and taking this organization to its next step. And I was thinking about the campground analogy and, and leaving it better uh, than you found it. I, I think that this executive committee has certainly done that. But I'm going to close with a quote from Dutch Schisler. And Dutch was my first babysitter. My dad got sober when I was one. Uh, and Dutch uh, sobered up right after my father. And my father played a role and helped Dutch so sober up. Dutch used to sleep on Skid Road. It's not Skid Row, it's Skid Road. It's a place in Seattle. It's where they ran the timber down the hill into Puget Sound. And at the bottom of the hill is Pioneer Square. And that's where the late stage alcoholics stayed. And so Dutch sobered up, and my father was running King County. That's the county that Seattle is in, King County's Division of Alcohol and Substance Abuse. And Dutch needed a job. So Dutch's job was to go talk to the people sleeping in Pioneer Square and convince them to go to treatment. And that's what they did. And a treatment center was opened up, and today there's a treatment center in Dutch's name. And I see all the challenges with homelessness and outreach, and it's the foot soldiers that make the difference. And Dutch was one of Seattle's first and his most memorable foot soldiers. And Dutch said one thing to me when I got sober, because he died shortly after that. He said, Carl, never give up on the alcoholic.
This is really a wonderful opportunity that I have because what you have heard from Carl Kessler is uh, that's the Carl Kessler that I know. I, I, there's nothing that I could say to describe him more other than a couple of personal things, both for Kermit and Carl. Uh, when I came on the board 14 years ago, I had worked uh, in, in the very competitive part of this industry and both in the psychiatric side as well as uh, chemical dependency. And <clears throat> when I came back to La Hacienda in 1979, I, I encountered private ownership uh, for the first time in my life with a mission statement and a service uh, attitude. And so when I was invited to uh, join the board of NATAP, I was highly suspicious of what it was going to be like to, to get together with a group of CEOs, uh, whether we were going to, uh, you know, uh, really open our kimonos uh, in terms, if you remember the old winning through intimidation uh, kind of philosophy that was prevalent at the time, uh, or whether there was going to be genuine uh, uh, clarity and disclosure. And Kermit Dahlman has been a hero of mine, uh, you know, since the, the day that I joined uh, the board. Carl, uh, was he was just quiet, and so I didn't get to know him. We, he, he pointed out that, that it was several years of passing me in the hall before he, before I really knew what my name was, but I was a little intimidated by all these guys to begin with. What I discovered, though, was there was, in fact, uh, a, a total level of cooperation. I found that I could reach out to other CEOs and that we actually sat around the room and talked about what our census levels were and what our struggles were, and there was sharing of ideas, and it was, an, it was just an inspiration to be a part of this. Now, the last two years working with Carl, uh, I, I can't even tell you. Here, I'm an older guy. He's a younger guy. Um, you know, been in the field about the same amount of time uh, in leadership positions. And so I was really interested in what, what was going to be like to, to have a relationship, uh, a working relationship with, with Carl. And what I found personally is that Carl brought two things to the table uh, that resulted in a third Third thing, unquestionable integrity. The man's strength of character was right there. His directness uh, in terms of, you didn't have to worry about, you know, you know is, is what he's saying what he really means? You know, Carl is a man who is absolutely to the point you know where you stand. And so that integrity at the time of rebuilding this thing, his uh, absolute choice in, 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 in picking Marvin Ventrell uh, to come in as the executive director uh, was absolutely amazing, and his vision for the National Association were things that taught me that I was going to learn a lot. I was going to be mentored by this man, and, and I've treasured every moment that I've had a chance to work with him. <clears throat> you know, in, in thinking about what we might be appropriate for Carl, I, I thought, you know, He's a sports enthusiast. You know, we should probably get him season tickets. You know, you know to the Seattle Seahawks as a as a thank you. Of course, that's only temporary. Uh, so instead, we have a, a wonderful plaque, Carl, that, that I'd love to give you. You know, you have, you know what it feels like when, when um, 
a guy that, that's going to have your back no matter where you are and under any circumstance. Now, now it's true, he is staying on for two years to make sure I, I don't screw up what he's built here. And I'm really very, very thrilled about that. The fact that we're going to be able to, to work together as a team, uh, the executive committee that's coming on board, this is a thrilling time uh, to be involved in the National Association. It's a privilege. This is, not to use a, uh, an overworked phrase, you know, this is leadership by by being servant. It is a servant leadership here, and I'm incredibly uh, fortunate to be a part of this team. So thank you, and I'm going to turn it back over to Marvin and more exciting things. <laughs> Carl's a tough guy. When he got a little emotional, it got me. It's also the end of three days, and I'm really tired. <laughs> I've worked with a lot of people uh, in my 30 years as an association director and a lawyer. And it's my experience that it's an exception to the rule when people leave their egos at the door and care about the whole more than themselves. It's really an exception. It's extraordinary. Art said integrity. I've, I've, Carl Kester is a man of in extraordinary integrity. He also has a, uh, a capacity to work with me in a way that allows me to be accountable and supported that is fairly rare. He comes right at you, but he's fair, <laughs> you know? Um, so I'm just very, you know, I, let's just be honest, Carl and I are in love with each other. I'm glad you're not going anywhere for a while, Carl. It's been an absolute privilege. Thank you for, for what you've done for this association, for this field, and for me on a personal level. You're a good man. I'm looking forward to working with you, Arthur. Uh, we will do good things. Um, I am fortunate to have this position. I didn't go looking for it. It found me. Funny how a life of recovery does that. Has that ever happened to you? Um, trying to do the next right thing, sometimes you find yourself in a pretty good position. I am privileged to have this position. Um, and so I promise you as we go forward uh, that I will do my best to uh, hold myself and my staff to the standards th that is expected. We are here uh, these are professional jobs, but, but there are lots of ways to make money. And um, this is an opportunity to serve and have a life that is integrated in a professional capacity with my whole life. And so, um, you know, we're just going to continue to work really hard and, and take that uh, duty, that sacred duty, uh, very seriously, and, I'm, and so I'm just really grateful for it, and I want to say thank you to Carl, I want to say thank you to Art, I want to say thank you to, to all of the members of the board who have uh, supported me in this transition. It's been a hell of a transition, I think we've done all right. Um, I will say that to the extent that we had some work to do to get this ship righted a little bit, it couldn't have been done but for the fact that the mission is sound uh, from the get-go, right? The, the, the mission of this association to ensure that high quality treatment is available 
to as many people as possible is a fundamentally sound position. We didn't invent that in the last couple years. It's been, it's been here for all 39 of our years. So I was gifted with an opportunity to do the right thing, show up. You know, Woody Allen said 90% uh, uh, of success is showing up. And so we show up every day and do our job. It's not really rocket science. You just show up and do your job with good motivation. So that's what we're going to do, and I want to say a word about Kermit Dolan, and then and then we'll move forward. Um, I'm usually pretty sure when I get up in the morning that I know exactly what I'm doing, and at some point during the day I realize I know only a little. <laughs> um, and, and sometimes that, or frequently that happens when I have the privilege of working with someone with wisdom. Um, humility never exists. Wisdom never exists without humility, is my observation. I wouldn't know much about it on a personal level, but... Um, uh, and so, um, there's something special about Kermit Dolan. Where did he go? Where are you, Kermit? So, you know, there's some... You, you know how I said earlier, I apologize for breathing into the mic, you know how I said earlier that when you walk into a treatment center, you can tell whether it's a healthy place, and you can tell whether it's an unhealthy place, uh, you really can, and, and, and you, you know that it's leadership and it comes from the top, and so I did not want to let Kermit get away without visiting him and spending at least a day with him in Sioux City, Iowa. Plus, you get, I got to go to Sioux City, Iowa in March. It was awesome. Um, um, and so I, I hadn't been there, and I will tell you that Jackson Recovery Centers is one of these places where you walk in and you go, ah, oh, people get well here. You just know it. You just feel it. And um, I will tell you that the impression at the end of my day with Kermit, meeting all the staff, going through all of the uh, facilities, wandering around, talking about everything from fishing to the brain disease of addiction, um, I left and I sat on the plane, and the impression that I had that is the most meaningful impression perhaps one can have is that I visited his home, I visited the place where he lives, I visited the people that know him, and here's what I know. Kermit Dolan is loved. And that's how you know he's a good man. So, uh, I wanted to say that, and I wanted to say how grateful I am also for you, Kermit. The inst on a practical level, the institutional knowledge and the institutional history that you bring with you and bring to me on the day when I think I know everything, but I didn't know that. Well, oh good, I'm glad Kermit told me that. Maybe I won't screw that up today. Um, that has been extraordinarily valuable. So, this is great stuff, folks. We're poised to do good things, and, um, and we're already doing a lot of them, and, and, and we're doing them as a society with shared values. I believe that. So, that's about all I've got to say, except that uh, I believe uh, Ed Deal has some more business for us. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce uh, the guy who has supported the PAC uh, more strongly perhaps than anybody over all of these years and has made this lunch um, as successful as it is and his generosity knows no bounds for the still suffering family with addiction disease. So with that, I'm going to give you uh, John Southworth and allow him to pick this uh, great.
Katie's got drawing. the drawing in the back. She she's thinking one more call, make sure we sure. got everybody's. Oh, okay. Do we have everybody's form who has filled one out? More coming. Okay. Does Rick Pine need a pen back there, Jess? Is that what he needed? To, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, it said I could say a couple of things. I want to thank my uh, co-host for uh, lunch, Debbie Sanford from uh, Pine Grove, and uh, my buddy Michael Hornstein from Alina Lodge. And congratulations to everyone that won the awards. Um, I've heard a few rumors while I've been here, uh, as one person had said before, that my demise was over-exaggerated. Um, and uh, I've heard that I've opened a treatment center outside of the United States. That's not true. I'm uh, doing interventions wherever I can go. And uh, I just want to thank everybody that uh, is part of this pack. My buddy Mark Dunn, Ed, I know you've worked real hard on this. And uh, I think it's for the right thing. It's for the person who still suffers. So, And uh, thank you, Marvin, for the opportunity of doing this. Thank you. You get everybody? The first one we had, what, how many years ago? Oh, I don't know. Oh, a long time ago. The first time we had one of these drawings, Ed won it. <laughs> and he and Matt went to Egypt, didn't they? Okay. okay. In the interest of full disclosure, it had nothing to do with the pack. It was, a, it was long before the pack, and uh, John, for NAATP, he is the most frequent flying family interventionist in the world, probably. So he had a billion miles on Delta. So he said, sure, NAATP. This is about 15 years ago. I'll donate two round-trip first-class Delta tickets anywhere Delta flies in the world. I've never won a 50-50 at a 12-step meeting. <laughs> so, so my partner Matt goes over and writes a check for 100 bucks, and he gets four chances because they were 25 bucks a piece. And unbeknownst to me, then I go over, I do the same thing, and there's a drawing at a lunch a lot like this, and we won. And then we spent a lot of time thinking how we could milk these first-class tickets. <laughs> So we had a life-changing trip to Egypt, which was extraordinary. We even got Delta to let us go through Paris and then return through Milan. I mean, <laughs> all on John's dime, so we're grateful for that. Um, these are not those tickets. <laughs> I, and uh, here's that invoice for... Uh... <laughs> all right. There it is. Oh, do you need glasses? Not too? bad. <laughs> Ken Roy, MD, Medical Director, Wonderful. Addiction Recovery. Wonderful. Is he here? He's right there. Where? Oh. Didn't even know you were here. I went down to visit you not too long ago. We had a good time. You bet. Congratulations. Great. Thanks so much. Thanks, everybody. Marvin, you want to take it away? Yeah, yeah one last thing. Thank, thank you, John. Thank you. Debbie Sanford, Pine Grove, Michael Hornstein, Alina Lodge, John Southworth, thank you for lunch. One last thing I want to say before we go. Well, first of all, there's great sessions coming, and the film at the end of the night is going to, or at the end of the day, is going to be a lot of fun, too. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. It'll be fun. Um, 
And you know what? Let's do it again next year. That's, that's our site in Denver, Colorado, the new national headquarters of NAATP. It's a great property. We're going to have a lot of fun. Mark your calendars. May, it's actually not May 20. Oops. It's May 20 through 22. Right, Katie? Yep. And so uh, mark your calendars. Uh, it'll be a blast. Uh, we're getting better every year. If I don't see you again this afternoon, because we won't come together again as a group, Take care of yourselves. Be kind to each other. Bye-bye.